Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock for you the book Seeing What's Next, Using Theories of Innovation to Predict Industry Change. Imagine that you are the president of a leading telecommunications company that has achieved great success. Think about the signals that would indicate that past successes cannot be sustained. How would these signals affect the value chain of the entire industry? As a decision maker, how do you make a decision in such a situation? The book Seeing What's Next was designed to address these issues. The lead author Clayton M. Christensen was a business management professor at Harvard Business School and founder of Innosite. He has also won the McKinsey Award twice. Before writing this book, he published two highly acclaimed books in the management field, The Innovator's Dilemma and The Innovator's Solution. He's been recognized as an innovation master for his in-depth research and insight into enterprise innovation. Bookies of Christensen's other books are also available on our platform. Feel free to check them out if you're interested. The Innovator's Dilemma explains why disruptive innovations often overturn successful companies. The Innovator's Solution explains the predictive procedures that would-be innovators can use to successfully initiate these innovations. Based on the innovation theories from the two books mentioned, Seeing What's Next shows us how to analyze the types of innovation that would take place in different stages of an industry and how they may influence it. The analysis covers three aspects, signals of change, competitor analysis, and competitor strategy evaluation. The book also discusses how to predict the future of an industry and make wise decisions accordingly. This book can help strategists, investors, senior managers, and others deepen their insight into the industry. Today, we will discuss how to use innovation theories to predict the future of an industry and make wise decisions from three aspects. Part 1 – Identify Signals of Change Part 2 – Analyze Competitors' Strengths and Weaknesses Part 3 – Evaluate Competitors' Strategic Decisions Let's now take a look at Part 1 – Identify Signals of Change As far as industry forecasting is concerned, Many people believe that it is possible to make good predictions based on previous data. However, Christensen, the author of the book argues that managers should be guided by theory every time they take action, whether or not there is data to support them. The theory he puts forward to predict changes in an industry is the innovation theory. What is Christensen's innovation theory about? Innovations transform industries. New entrants in an industry often find innovative ways to defeat powerful incumbents. But how do new entrants innovate? Christensen divides innovation into two types, disruptive innovation and sustaining innovation. Disruptive innovation is when new entrants adopt relatively simple, convenient, and low-cost innovations. Thus, they create growth and momentum to surpass powerful incumbents. Disruptive innovation can be divided into two types, low-end disruptive innovation and new market disruptive innovation. Let's have a look at them. Low-end disruptive innovation is the adoption of a low-cost business model to attract customers who do not demand high performance but who want a lower price. The key to its success is to offer products with lower prices and relatively simpler functions than competitors. Walmart has launched retail stores that specialize in discounted goods. 
This is an example of low-end disruptive innovation. What is new market disruptive innovation? Simply put, it means creating a new market or reshaping an existing one. Opportunities for new market disruptive innovation emerge when consumers are not satisfied with existing product features. The famous Bell Telephone and Apple Personal Computer are good examples. Now that we've introduced disruptive innovation, let's take a look at sustaining innovation. Sustaining innovation refers to the improvement of existing products based on what previous customers valued. Faster cars, phones with longer standby times, and faster computers are all sustaining innovations. We have now learned about the types of innovation that Christensen proposes. You may want to ask, how do these types of innovation relate to the topic of this part, which is to identify the signals of change? Don't worry. We'll answer your questions next. According to Christensen, different types of innovation were created to meet different customer needs. If customers don't have corresponding demands, no customers will buy the new products, even if some companies launch them. Therefore, to identify signals of change, it is necessary to assess how well the needs of several customer groups have been met. Christensen divides customer groups into three categories, non-customers, undershot customers, and overshot customers. Identifying these three types of customers and their needs can help us identify industry opportunities and signals of change. First, let's look at non-customers. Why don't these customers spend money? Because the existing products do not meet their needs. For example, landline phones had become ubiquitous in almost every American home in the last 15 to 20 years of the 20th century. At that time, most people could not use mobile phones, and public phones were not convenient. Most people's demand for mobile phone calling had not been met, so they were all non-customers. When the market contains non-customers, there are opportunities for destructive innovation in the new market. Some companies thus may try to meet the needs of these non-customers. So, how do you identify new market disruptive innovation? One of the signals is a high and increasing rate of growth in a new emerging market. Another signal is the action in targeted customer segments. We can check on whether our target clients are using a product to accomplish something they were unable to do in the past. New markets experience high growth rates when they produce more convenient products that do what people couldn't do before. When there are more customers, technology improves, and productivity increases. The product's price will then be relatively lower, which will attract more customers to use disruptive innovations. In the meantime, growth in new markets will continue to rise. In such cases, new market disruptive innovation can make a big difference. Having said that, let's take a look at the signals that undershot customers send. The existing product is not good enough for undershot customers, so they expect the product company to offer something better. When a customer suddenly calls customer service to comment that their mobile phone is of poor quality, their computer is running slowly, show a willingness to pay a higher price for a better product, or express that the product would be better if it had a radiation protection function, this all indicates that the customer's needs have not been fully met. The presence of this segment of customers creates opportunities for upmarket sustaining innovation. In addition to listening to customers' feedback directly, you can look at other companies in the industry to identify such innovations. If integrated companies in the industry that provide comprehensive system solutions are doing well, 
or if specialized companies that can't solve complex problems are struggling, this means undershot customers are in the market. In this case, there are opportunities for upmarket sustaining innovation. Finally, let's look at the signals that overshot customers send. As technology improves, products can become too good, and are thus completely beyond what customers need on a daily basis. The customers who use this type of product are overshot customers. When customers are overshot, they are often unwilling to pay extra for feature improvements, as they feel that the product is too complicated and expensive. When this type of customer exists in the market, there is an opportunity for low-end disruptive innovation. As we said earlier, low-end disruptive innovation offers cheaper more straightforward products to existing customers. Therefore, one of the signals of innovation is that price-based competition exists in the market. The book mentions that AT&T was able to provide customers with services that had more functions than MCIs. Even so, AT&T lost a lot of customers. Why was that? It turned out that MCI launched a service that allowed customers to pay a lower fee if they were willing to dial a 22-digit code to connect to MCI's network. Apparently, customers didn't need those extra functions provided by AT&T. They could tolerate low-performance products in exchange for low prices. In the end, MCI gained a lot of customers and achieved huge success. It is important to note that price competition is not the most critical thing for low-end disruptive innovation. Price becomes important only when the performance of a company's product meets consumers' needs. We have concluded the first part, identify signals of change. We looked at the three types of innovation that Christensen summarized, new market disruptive innovation, upmarket sustaining innovation, and low-end disruptive innovation. To identify the signals of new market disruptive innovation, we need to focus on non-customers' needs and behaviors. To identify the signals of upmarket sustaining innovation, we need to focus on the needs of existing undershot customers and the innovation in the market to address those needs. We should identify signs of low-end disruptive innovation, focus on the needs of existing overshot customers and determine whether there is price-based competition. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.